Welcome everybody. I have a special guest today for a very special reason. Ian Foster is a longtime government attorney turned specialist for the heart-centered business owners. And one of his fields of study is logic and critical thinking. Now, critical thinking was an integral component in Ian's education, and he has studied it throughout his career. Ian has now traveled the country running training programs. Ian now helps you learn holistic, values-based critical thinking that combines logic with compassion. So together, we can make a difference in the world. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about Ian. Ian is awesome. I do love the way he thinks. And I love what he does. I love what I even love what he did formerly, which if he feels like telling you, he can. But either way, today we're talking about critical thinking. It's something that everyone needs, whether you're an adult out in the world voting and making a difference in your world, or if you're a teenager learning how to discern from where you are to where you're going to be. So no matter who you are, you need critical thinking. So welcome, Ian. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much, Denise. And I might as well introduce Sophie because we have a little puppy who always wants to be on the calls and interviews now. And she's <laughs> precious. So Ian, let's start <laughs> off this little problem here with what is critical thinking? That's such a great question. And, and I love that question because there's no one answer, right? It's critical thinking means something different to everybody. And I'm okay with that. And I love that. But I tell you, in my mind, what critical thinking comes down to is problem solving, right? You know, everything is problem solving. Look, I'm an attorney, so I tend to think in terms of problem solving and finding solutions, right? Good creative solutions. And for me, critical thinking is about creative solutions to any problem. And it may be the problem of, I have this really close relationship in my life, a parent, a kid, a sibling, a best friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever it might be, and we're at odds. And I want to, but the relationship's important to me. So how do I empathize better with the other person in the relationship? How do I understand better what they're thinking and why they're thinking so that we can come to agreement and understand each other better? Um, things like, how do I get the most use out of my education? They're throwing all this knowledge at me, but what do I do with it? What do I, and you know, hooray, I can fill up my brain with knowledge, but what's the point if I don't know how to analyze it and what to do with it? And, and we all believe a bunch of true things and we all believe a bunch of false things because we're human beings and make mistakes. So. How do I increase the number of true things I believe while reducing the number of false things that I believe? How do I figure out what my own values are and how do I advance those values in the world rather than taking actions that are contrary to my values? Why do I believe the things the way I do? Those are the sorts of, to me, that's critical thinking, solving those sorts of problems. Absolutely. And you mentioned values. And I think that a lot of people today have never really sat down and even looked at a values list to figure out what their values really are in order to be able to make decisions based on those values. I think that's, as you say, critically important. Uh, you know, today you are defined by your beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. But if you are not open to ideas and solutions and opportunities to be able to have a conversation, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's, we need critical thinking. And I think that's something that uh, used to be taught in schools, in colleges. We have gotten so far from that. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. I don't even know when exactly it took place. 
I, I have my own theories, but those are just my theories and opinions, right? But it's, you know, when I went to school a bazillion years ago, even as long ago as that was, and I don't want to admit how old I am on here, but even then critical thinking was starting to be phased out in terms of just pumping you full of knowledge that you would regurgitate on a test. And I was fortunate that when I went to school, when I went to high school, college, law school, there were still critical thinking opportunities, but I had to search them out actively, mm -hmm. right? I had to research them out actively. And then by the time I got to law school, thank goodness I went to a law school where they actively taught value-based critical thinking. So a lot of my credit mm -hmm. goes to my, my law school professor. So I was lucky, but not everyone has that opportunity. And so that's one of the things I'm trying to do now is expand that opportunity for those that it's not out there. And I wanna to touch on something you said, Denise, it was, um, um, you know, it, it, you, you glossed over it, but it's so important, this notion that you're defined by your beliefs, right? Other people will define you by your beliefs. You can't control what other people are gonna do or think of you. They will try to define you by your beliefs and let other people do what they're gonna do in their head. What we have to do is stop defining ourselves by our beliefs, because that we can control. We don't have to define ourselves by our beliefs and we don't have to define other people by our beliefs. Whether it's people we like, don't like, or you know, people we love and care about, we don't have to define others by their beliefs either because it's so much more important to me. You know, what you believe is what you believe and that's, that's fine. I am so much more interested in why you believe it. Yes. How did you come to that conclusion? What is the value you started with? Do you even know what value you started with? You even know you have how you came to that or have you just always assumed this thing is true or false right so it's I, I i've tried very hard not to define myself by my beliefs anymore and that's one of the things i teach because our beliefs start to become our identities yes right i think this is a good policy so i vote for that policy and that becomes who i am now i'm an activist for that policy well once you start defining yourself by that belief oh boy is it hard to adjust it's hard to be open to new information because now that my identity has become wrapped in with this thing, I believe any attack on that belief now becomes an attack on my identity. Right. It I becomes personal it. at that point. Right? It becomes personal. I can't hear it. I won't listen to it. I will get mad at you. I will yell at you. Right. Because I feel like you're attacking me. Now you aren't attacking me. You're just challenging something I think, but my mind takes it as a personal attack. So this is why we have to try so hard to not, you know, these things I believe, these things I'm convinced are true. Those are just things I'm convinced of. Those aren't me fundamentally, right? And that's, I'm not saying that's easy. That's a hard thing to do, to detach, but it can be done. Yeah, and I think part of that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think part of that is understanding the why behind what it is that you believe. Yes. When, when I was raising my kids, I don't know why I did this why but anytime as a parent our children were being told to do something there was always a because that came after uh -huh. it yeah so they understood the reasoning that mom and dad went through to come to this conclusion now that did backfire one time when a teacher at church asked the children to do something and my son who I think was like six at the time said why and then she yeah. took it as a challenge, right? And I said, I'm so sorry. We don't, we have never done because I said so. I guess I should throw that in now and then. But uh, the deal is this, you have to understand the why, if, even in your faith, trust me, I, I know that uh -huh. people believe 
well, this is my faith. That's what I just believe it. Okay. I get that. But at least in my faith, my faith does not want blind faith. There uh-huh. is a reason to believe and my God says, here's the reasons go seek it out because I want you to understand the why there's a why behind it. Yeah. It's reasoned uh-huh. it's logic. So the good thing though, is when you have research or whatever the heck you want to call it behind your believing this thing, whatever it might be, then you can engage in conversation. Uh-huh. You don't feel challenged as much as you're sitting there trying to figure out, okay, well, how do, why does this other person feel differently about this? Let me, I'll explain to you what, how I, why I came to this conclusion. And you can explain to me why you came to your conclusion. And hopefully we can have a reasoned conversation. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, that's not what we have today. No, there's, huge majority yeah. of the population cannot do that. They've never There's a lot of attacking each other, right? That's all it is. That's all I, it is. I vote for this person. You vote for that person. So we're enemies. You're, you believe in this God. I don't believe in this God. So now we're enemies. We don't have to be enemies. We can talk right. about why we believe these things and we can find our common value system, right? Okay. So you believe in this God. I don't believe in this God. And we have different reasons and that's fine. But you know what we both agree on is making the world a better place right? Increasing human happiness and reducing suffering. Well, if we can agree on that, we can do a lot of great work together. Absolutely. Right? Yes. You can vote for that candidate. I can vote for this one. You can believe in this God. I don't believe in this God, but you know what we can do is we can help people who need help. Absolutely. I know when uh, the world has gotten a little nutso every now and then, right? Usually every two to four years. And Uh, at one point in time, my adult children I realized we're not being swayed. There weren't no longer in the home, not being, you know, swayed by my thinking or or our discussions. And I asked, because I saw this happening to other people's kids that were my kids age. Uh I said, why is it that you're not swayed by the rhetoric of the day? Uh This is the answer I got from my kids. Because you taught us discernment, Uh logic, and critical thinking. It's like, oh my gosh, check the box. Okay. That is the right answer. And yes, they're not a hundred percent me. They're they're not ever going to be, and they have different experiences. So they have different opinions on things, but because I gave them that foundation while they were growing up and in middle school and high school, they left my home capable of making reasoned decisions. And that is so important. And, and the tough part as a parent, too, is realizing that then it's okay if they grow up and disagree with you. Exactly. Right? It's okay if they come to different conclusions, as long as their thinking is reasoned and sound, and as long as it's based in their values, they don't even have to share. Look, yeah. I would love to think that my grown children are going to share all my values. They're probably not, and that's fine, because they are their own people, right? And, be, and But as long as they're making reasoned, critical decisions based on their values, then I'm happy because then they're making themselves happy and they're doing something good in the world. Exactly. It's so awesome. And, you know, there's so many opportunities for our kids to learn critical thinking. I mean, there's, there's classes out there, you know, they could go to a a college that was offering something like that. Uh It's a little tough to find as much as we'd love to, it should be in every curriculum. You shouldn't have to be a liberal arts XYZ major. It should be available and required 
for everyone, because as an adult, we do have decisions, adult decisions to make, and we should be able to make the decisions using critical thinking skills. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not as easy as it should be. It, it's um, not. And I will say a lot of the classes that are offered are, are more focused on the critical aspect and less focused on the compassion and values aspect. Uh, right. So in college, I had a bunch of courses on logic and skepticism, and it's great to learn logic and skepticism. And I incorporate that in my teaching. But then logic and skepticism are just tools. Yes. Right. So you could you could go to a course on woodworking and learn learn how to use hammers and saws and and lathes, right? And that I, I used to work in manufacturing, right? So it's but it's so you could learn how to use all these tools to build beautiful things, but they're just tools. I could just as usually easily use a hammer and a saw to tear things down because it's just a tool. That's all logic and skepticism. They're tools that you can you can use to build beautiful things. You can also use them to harm and hurt and tear things down, which is why the compassion, the values, the relationships, right? It has to be based in all that. So you're using these tools for the right reasons. 100%. One of the things that, uh, that my daughter mentioned in addition to those others was I taught them how to read for bias. Mm -hmm. Now, I was taught that in high school. I distinctly remember that class. Yeah, that is not being taught again today uh, in high school or in college, but it's so important because everything we read, everything that we see on any news channel, everything that comes into our mind is biased in some way. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily good or bad, but it does have a bias, a, yeah. a worldview, a, a place they want you to go or to do within whatever it is that they're talking about. Yeah. And understanding that bias, if you're reading for it, like for example, headlines, pick one. Headlines are designed to get you to read the rest of the page, whatever the article right. is. Same as opening an email. Mm -hmm. it, the headline is the subject, the line in an email. It is designed to get you to click, designed to get you to read. The headline may have absolutely nothing to do with what is really being said in the article. And you may have to get all the way to the last paragraph to find out what they really mean by it because the whole and thing even, is- Even journalists, yeah, journalists yes. will tell you they, because jur the journalists who write the articles don't get to choose the headlines. And they often can't stand the headlines that are put on their articles because they're like, that's not what I was trying to write. You know, I didn't even think about that, but you're 100% correct. Uh, one of the things that I tell parents is, you know, if your kid, is not on social media and you're trying to figure out their brand and help them to create some type of an online presence, one thing you can do is submit articles and photos to your local community newspaper and they will usually print it. They need content. Yep. Be aware, they may change the headline, just saying. Yep. <laughs> no, they, they will. And it's just, you know, recognizing bias is so important in what you, and like you said, it's not good or bad. That person is a human being too. And they're trying their best most of the time, right? But they do have a bias that comes into the decisions they make in what, no matter how objective they try to be, they had to make some sort of decisions in what words they use and what information they put in and what they left out. And somehow that reflects their personal bias. Mm -hmm. And then we need to turn that tool inward and start looking for our personal bias, right? It's, I will admit, I'll be the first to admit, it is much more fun to me for me to look for other people's bias and pick it art. It's a lot harder 
to turn that tool inward and start examining myself. But it's even more important to examine yes. myself and my own biases and what information am I listening to? What information am I filtering out? Because I don't want to hear it because it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. You know, how am I ever supposed to change my mind and learn and grow if I'm filtering out the information I don't like? And to be able to relate to others, correct? Yes. Oh, you know? and to relate for sure. Yeah. 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 Because you're going to come across people who you care about deeply that you have massive disagreements with. And that's fine. You know, it's almost like our society is teaching us that your friends and your loved ones have to be the people that you agree with, which is never the way it was supposed to work. You correct. love people first love the people and engage with them. And if they believe other things, that's fine. You know, have some empathy, put yourself in their shoes. How did they come to that conclusion and, and figure that out? You might learn something from it. Yeah. And it's not just the, the written word or, or uh, media on the news, you know, that you might see or hear on the radio. Mm -hmm. Same is true for advertisements, uh, oh, yeah. bill, billboards, you know, or Facebook ads or whatever. They all have a bias. They all have uh, something that a way they want you to think or feel correct. And I remember my son was 12 years old when a new giant billboard was put up from a beer company. Oh, here's the photo, a couple, a lady and a, and a gentleman, probably a little older than college age, mm -hmm. sitting on the tailgate of a truck. They both have a beer in their hand. Uh, uh, the, the bottle, okay, beer in mm -hmm. their hand. They're laughing at each other, having a good time. Everybody's a happy camper. I looked at that and I said, son, what is this advertisement saying to you? What is it saying? It took him about three seconds and he said, it's saying I can get that girl if I drink that beer. I said, 100%, you've got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, at, you know, we, we are, as human beings, we're so susceptible to manipulation because we, we all want to be happy and none of us wants to feel bad and we don't want to suffer and we want to get the things we like and that make us happy and that give us pleasure. And that's all used against us all the time. All the time. I think that's probably one of the most important things about understanding critical thinking and, and the, the tools that go along with it, logic and understanding bias, et cetera is understanding when someone is trying to manipulate you. Uh -huh. To me, that's one of the biggest, well, it's one of the, you know, there's plenty of good reasons to be understanding this and to have your kids and your, even your adult kids understand this. That's just one of the many. And right now in the last, I don't know how many decades, there's so much manipulation that's going on. We need critical thinking. Yeah. We need people to understand it and be able to utilize it for themselves. Yeah, for sure. When are you trying to be manipulated? How do you put that spam filter in your brain? We're always looking for spam filters in our email, right? And our telephones and we need a spam filter in our brain. And I don't mean to filter out uncomfortable truths, right? right? You have to be open to the uncomfortable information and the things you don't like. But there's also, you have to be able to filter out the deliberate attempts to ma manipulate you. There, there are a lot of really good, strong, critical thinkers who are using that against you. You know, they're looking yes. for where are you not thinking critically so that they can manipulate that and find that hole. 100%. You know, it's, it's not that those folks don't know how to think critically. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. It's just that they're coming from a different value system. They're trying to advance their own agenda. 
And they're good at it. And they're very good at it. And I try very hard. And I will say, look, I'm not perfect, right? I'm a human being with my own biases and my own, I'm a human being, right? I do make a real effort to minimize my own biases and my own agenda when I teach critical thinking. The only real agenda I have when I teach it is helping you figure out what are your values and how do you advance your values in the world? How do you use these critical thinking tools to do the good work that you want to do the in the world. And it doesn't have to be the same value system that I have. You don't have to believe the same things that I have. I just want you to use this to make your life better and make the lives of the people around you better. And that may be different from how I do it. It may be different from how Denise does it. It may be different from how your parents do it. That's fine because you're you. You don't have to be anybody else. Right. Right. And, and you mentioned something Understanding when someone is trying to manipulate you and trying to filter that out is different Mm -hmm. from being close-minded to not be open to understanding, quote, the other side, the other point of view. That is something that my kids 100% know how to do. It's automatic. It is automatic because we went through this for their entire lives. Mm -hmm. Every conversation, everything on television, every news program, wasn't just this person against this person. It's like, well, what's, what, what would be on the other point of view? What would the other person, why would they do or think that way? You know, and in all honesty, I was taught to think that way. I was always taught mm-hmm. to find the silver lining before the cloud because everyone has their own reasons for doing or saying or whatever. So not, not that I'm excusing someone's behavior, but at the same time, maybe I can understand where they're coming from and have that empathy toward them for whatever that thing might be, right? Well, that empathy is crucial, right? It doesn't mean they're bad people. Right. Right? They're, they're just trying to get through the day like the rest of us in so many ways. You are doing something really special really soon. And I want you to tell our audience about it because I want everyone who sees this, please pick a date and join Ian in this program. Tell us about it. I have a free webinar coming up uh, next week. There's three dates and times to choose from on the 29th, 30th, and 31st of March. And it's about uh, three paths to better critical thinking. And so what I try to do, this is a totally free webinar. I'm just trying to give you three rules of thumb in there that you can use to start to think more critically, to be more introspective, to be more aware of not just what other people are telling you, but to even be more aware of what are you saying and what information are you putting out there? To be more aware of the kind of person you wanna be and how you can use critical thinking tools to advance that in the world, how you can be more open to learning and growing, how you can believe more true things and fewer false things. These are, there's just, there's three quick rules of thumb that we grow over in in that webinar. So I would love to see you folks there. That is so awesome. Ian, I know I'm going to be at one of those meetings because I I love what you do. And I think this is something everyone needs to hear. Thank you so much for joining us today. Great. Thanks, Denise.